Welcome to the BG Podcast, conversations at the intersection of business, community, and public policy from the Austin metro and around Texas. You can find this episode and prior recordings at www.binghamgp.com slash podcast and on iTunes and Google Play. Hello, this is AJ Bingham, CEO of Bingham Group. Our guest today is Councilmember Jimmy Flanagan of District 6. Welcome to the show, Councilmember. Hey, AJ, it's glad, uh, glad to be on your show. Well, welcome, or first of all, Happy New Year. Yes, Happy New Year. Happy holidays and ready for a, a, a pretty spectacular 2019, I think, at least. Yeah, I think it will we'll definitely be interesting. Um, as we were talking a little <laughs> bit before the show, we have, um, you know, you're going to have some new council members on the dais come uh, come this or this month. Yes, the two month. new best friends. Two to new best friends. Yes, yeah, so you've already <laughs> yeah, had a good rapport with them already. And... Yeah, and I've, I've known uh, uh, Natasha, uh, future council member Harper Madison, which is a mouthful. We're going to mm-hmm. have to get used to that. Um, He's initials, I've known, right? I've known Natasha for for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I didn't know Paige before, but I think we're all going to become fast friends. Yeah, we've had Natasha on the show previously. We're hoping to get her on. Um, I think we'll have her on this month as well. But yeah, yeah just uh, excited to have her I'm on. I'm excited guys. to have two more renters on the council. All right, so yeah. So it won't just be me, <laughs> the only renter. And I've got Natasha and Paige now to back me up. Yeah, yeah. Well, before we get, I want to get into some of your policy priorities for 2019 um, and also get your take on just now that you're two years into your term, your first term, on this mm-hmm. first term, uh, but just give us some just quick for those who aren't familiar with you, maybe who are, come, are new to Austin, um, you know, who you are, how you got to the council dais, and we can talk about District 6 wrapped up in that as well. Sure. Because I know that's very unique, that yeah. area of town. Well, I, you know, I've, I've been in Austin for, for over 20 years, came here to go to UT like so many do, started a business, building websites, then I got involved in the LGBT Chamber of Commerce. Uh, and did that for a long time, for about 10 years off and on uh, running that organization. And that's what got me involved in municipal issues. So learning about how the city interacts with small businesses and how it could be better or where things could be changing and going through that process and realizing that, you know, maybe running a chamber of commerce isn't the most effective way I could be affecting change. I should be maybe thinking higher up the food chain. And so I, I spent a number of years kind of figuring out how to do that. And then districts happened. Yeah. So I had this kind of long-term plan. I was going to figure out, like, you know, I got to go to these meetings. I got to make these connections. And then when districts came in, it was like, all right, I guess now is the time. Yeah. And so running in 14 and then winning in 16. And just a quick background for those who aren't familiar, the district system we have now of 10 council districts, and they're elected by by those uh, by those residents of those districts and at-large mayor is relatively new. Or this whole system that you came into it's you know it's probably what only it's only um shoot four years old yeah so so we're coming into our sixth year yes or to our to our our fifth year i guess but it'll be the first time that every single person on the dais will have gone through a Mm re-election or didn't decide to get through a re-election so you know i i I was at Paige's uh victory party and i had uh, a conservative member of the media ask me a question about you know what is it going to mean that this district conservative member of austin (laughs) this this district has been represented by a conservative for so long and Mm -hmm. what will that mean and i looked at him was like what do you mean so long this is the first time that district had an opportunity to say they wanted somebody new Mm -hmm. so it it on some level the district system feels like it's been forever because as a city, we've been through quite a lot over the last four years. But uh, I think really the the exciting piece is now that we've, we've, we're getting to a place with districts where we're kind of settling in, I think, where we all kind of know what we're trying to do and, and how, what it's going to take to get there. 
And I think the community is going to see a lot more productivity out of this council than they've seen before. Mm-hmm. Well, let's get into your district as well. So District 6, where is that Where is that lie in Austin? So far northwest Austin. It's the part of town that people forget is still Austin. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's half Williamson County. I live in Williamson County myself, the first Williamson County person to be on the city council. Uh, so it goes all the way up to Lakeline Mall and Avery Ranch and then down 620 all the way to Mansfield Dam, including parts of Steiner Ranch and all of River Place. Okay, gotcha. And I know that's unique just because it's the one you're, you know, it straddles two counties, right? And yeah. they're 50 50, in fact. It's almost exactly half Wilco, half Travis. Yeah, so how, what's the, what are the dynamics of that? Because, I mean, beyond this last election cycle, historically, Williamson County, at least compared to Travis County, was seen as the more uh, conservative area of town but sure. this last cycle though it's, kind of, it's seen a shift i mean some of the people that won well even in in my first campaign in 2014 the wilco side was bluer than the travis side mm-hmm. of my district yes so if you think just about the socioeconomics of it you get down that 620 corridor and it's much newer homes it's larger homes it's lakeside stuff on the wilco side it's a lot more apartment complexes older apartment complexes so there really is a a difference between the wilco side and the travis county side's of my district, and it is not as clearly partisan one way or the other. It mm. is really a 50-50 area. Got and it. I would say maybe after this last election, maybe 52-53% Democratic, more so than 50-50. Yeah, those, <laughs> y'all had some, well, you're part of the party, but they had some big wins up there. I know the yeah. council, Austin Council itself is nonpartisan, but you were involved in some Democratic races there. That Well, one of the things I learned after I got elected is I, as a council member, and even as a city council, I don't have all the power in the world to do the things I need you to do. You don't? It's amazing. People think city council members run the world, and sometimes it feels like we have to. Uh, when higher up the food chain, they abscond from their duty to govern. But nonetheless, mm-hmm. you know, you want to spend state and federal dollars, you kind of need help from state and federal. Mm-hmm. And so, getting more engaged and having stronger relationships with folks all across the political stru- spectrum becomes very important to getting accomplished what I need to get done here at City Hall. Got you. Well, let's get into your evolution as a council member. So you're mm. two years into your first <laughs> term again, your first term again. What a, uh, just, and for those, again, who aren't familiar, you ran, you know, you 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 ran you know, the first iteration, of the first time 10-1 came about, yeah. right, and narrow loss there, but yeah. ran a very competitive race. And so just what was your, I mean, we can start with that point, your first race and run, run for this seat. You know, my, my, I was talking to, to a friend of mine who was asking about running for office and, um, he was kind of lamenting that he didn't have the kind of pedigree one typically has to run for office. And I kind of don't know what that even means. My family is not a political family. No one in my lineage has ever run for office. We didn't even talk about politics growing up. It was something that that I started to step into as I saw there was need to be better, need mm-hmm. for the community to be, to be better. And going through that first race was was a rugby scrum, you know, not just District 6 where there were six of us running. There were 78 candidates across the city of Austin that year. It was ridiculous. And a situation that will never repeat. It was a one time only. All the districts run in the same cycle. So it was a, a wild campaign to be a part of. Then losing that in the runoff by 191 votes, a number etched in my brain for all eternity, uh, I just decided that that was still the job I needed. It was the job I needed to do. And so I kind of didn't didn't stop running. I just kept going. Yeah. And then once we got into 2016, I was able to beat the guy that beat me, which if you go back in the annals of city council history, that's never happened before. No, no. There's never been a, a rematch where the, the loser beats the incumbent. That's, uh, that's another first for, for me, at least. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, and then so you got on the dais, right? And so yeah. this, you, and you also came in the council right when air, 
the last the APF legislative session was starting, which was a very interesting one in and of itself. We don't get into that, but just for, for folks again who don't know the dynamics of Austin and being the capital city and being uh, at least in a lot of ways one of the more liberal cities in the state compared to a state house up the street from the city hall, which is um, has been you know it's it's been Republican controlled in both chambers for number of years as well as the executive the governor's office and the dynamics of that um you know there's so sayings in different ways but basically that the favorite pastime of the capital is austin bashing right it doesn't take a lot if austin's on a bill a lot of times you know it doesn't take a lot of uh pushing to get that one but you know you look before. across the country and that's not really atypical yeah you you find that a lot of state capitals that their municipal governments have an interesting relationship with their state governments and and maybe austin and texas is more pointed because we seem to be farther apart on the partisan scale between the city and the state but you know both sides play their role mm-hmm. in in this psychodrama of of fight um it's it's something that i i think is is natural it's naturally occurring when you're talking about a a legislative body made up of a lot of rural representation they don't necessarily share the same values or have the same concerns or trying to solve the same problems as we try to solve in urban areas. But I think there's room room for growth there. There's room to be better. And I think the, the biggest question mark for me coming into this legislative section session will be, will the, will the Republicans that are running the Capitol decide to govern for the people or for partisanship? Mm-hmm. And I think we're all waiting to see with bated breath what the what the speaker elect is going to do that's very true very true well real quick coming back to your your first two years of council mm-hmm. though just uh how was that so beyond going through session and just you were aware generally of what that is and that process and um the count you know the council councils uh y'all have representation or you know consultants who watch bills monitor issues that may affect the city but beyond that just what just overall what was it like your first day on council your first day on the dais. And uh, like, yeah. my, my in a nutshell, yeah. <laughs> we can look at, we can look at tweets, I know. Better, it's better explained with a story. So my, my first day on the on the, on the the dais, my first official council meeting, I was appointing a bunch of boards and commissioners. I tried to get them on as quickly as possible. I ended up with a 100% appointment like within the first two or three months. It was really a lot of work to get there. But one of my appointments that morning uh, was to the energy or the electric utility board or the electric oversight, whatever it's called. And uh, it was a constituent of mine who has a background in nuclear energy. And I thought it would be a great addition. He was a huge supporter of mine, but also we are part owners in a nuclear power plant. Mm-hmm. So it might be good to have someone with that experience. Um, the environmental community was not a fan. Uh, they kind of came out in in some numbers to say they didn't want anyone with um, a nuclear preference to be on that commission. And my colleagues uh, that day uh, said, well, you know, maybe we should just postpone this appointment to uh, to think about it. Well, I saw the writing on the wall. Yeah. So I said, well, if you postpone it, I will take that as a no and I will just pull it down. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened. And it really kind of set set the tone in some ways that I, I tend to be the council member that not. I mean, I hate the phrase tell it like it is, but I don't I don't mess around. Like, no, we, we know what we got to do. <laughs> we know where we got to go. Yeah. Why do we got to keep delaying and postponing and planning? We know the answers. And, and it's not necessarily we, that we agree on the answers. But it's time to start picking an answer and moving forward as a city. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the last two years, uh, especially when it comes to land development and planning, was very much trying to kick the can down the road and me saying, why do we got to kick the can down the road? And I think that's going to be a lot different in 19 and 20. And I'm excited to see the second half 
of my first term mm-hmm. uh, be a lot more productive on that front. Well, getting to kind of land use and those issues, so getting to your policy pre- priorities for 2019, I know um, that's at least there's been chattered just generally coming at you know coming after this now this this cycle's done, election cycle's done um, about renewing a renewed push to get some kind of land use um, code. You know, going again. Well, I don't. I don't think it's renewed. I, I, we all acknowledge that the code that we have is broken. It's, yeah. it's coming up on a, re- a renewed years old. push to get the code revised. I mean, or, yeah. Or I, just I mean, I, I think there's a, a a a significant portion of the dais, more than six of mm-hmm. the members of the dais, that want to see that get done. They want to see it get get it done uh, get it done quickly. And and so for me, um, you know, I have two main policy priorities in these next two years. And 2019 is going to be about land use code. 2020 is going to be about transit mm-hmm. and and we those are the two big questions facing the city of austin they've been facing that question for decades and prior councils have not found a way to get stuff across the finish line at least not substantively across the finish line i think it's time to get that done yeah look you're looking to go big yeah yeah well i mean if you think about it, the community is telling us to go big you know the mayor is a big thinker i i, I love working with mayor adler because i tend to think of myself as a big thinker as well he got reelected by a huge margin there were two ballot propositions, both of which were intended to slow down the city and prevent us from doing big things. And both of those propositions failed, propositions J and K. We had a billion dollars of bonds on the ballot, largest bond package in history. Parts of that bond package passed with 80% of the vote. What in hell passes with 80% of the vote? Mm-hmm. Republicans voted for it, 80% of the vote. This city is ready. Yeah. Well, the, the number one lesson from November, this city is ready to finally get these big things done. Yeah. On the transit side, what do you, you think in particular on there? I mean, you know, like, are you just with, I know we have Project Project Connect coming on with Capital Metro. Um, any areas within transit, or I mean, just you know, whether it's rail, light rail, um, highway you know, expansion, I, I, anything. I, I, there's there's a there's a nexus point where bus stops working and rail starts working, and it's entirely related to density, density of homes, density of jobs, and Austin is not at that level of density right now. We might get there. I mean, downtown for sure, but you don't build a train system just for 20 blocks downtown. Mm -hmm. So the question we have to answer in 2019, do we want and can we have the kind of density that supports rail? And then in 2020, having answered that question in 2019, we can have that plan set forth. But what we'll be talking about, at least for the next 12 months, while we figure out land use is where do we want the dedicated rights of way for transit? So whether or not it's a bus in a lane just for buses or in a train in a lane just for trains, that's a tongue twister, uh, it doesn't matter at this stage of the analysis. We just What we know for sure is you're not going to move people any faster if the buses or the trains are sharing the same space as the cars. Mm-hmm. And that's the question we have to answer. Gotcha. As those discussions... Un- un- unwrap and evolve what is the best way for folks or stakeholders who are interested in that to, to reach out to your office and kind of just give you their input or opinions or resources about what they, they think about those issues well i i mean just speaking for myself but i feel like most of the council members feel the same way you know contacting our offices is is valuable and it's helpful um but always make sure you say what district you live in Yes, uh, our inboxes and our phone, our phones uh, will blow up from time to time. But if you're not a resident of District Six, you know I'm not going to prioritize your needs over the needs of my constituents. Mm-hmm. And and I feel every every council office is or should be doing the same. That's kind of the point 
of districts. And so I always prioritize the thoughts and, and, and feelings of those that live in District 6. But at the same time, you have to vote for the whole city and you got to make decisions for the whole city. So it's always that delicate balance that a council office has to strike. But, you know, phone calls, emails. I do a monthly town hall event at uh, the Spicewood Springs Library, which I call the Northwest Austin Coalition, which was the thing I created before I was a council member. But I do monthly meetings. Uh, I think we did 50 or 60 public meetings in the district over the last two years mm -hmm. between the my monthly ones and then we did ones on Code Next and we did ones in neighborhoods. Um, I try to get out into the district as much as I can and, and meet people where they are. Yeah. And I'm also the only council member that has an office in the district. Yes. So yeah. so we have that office on Anderson Mill Road, uh, which has become a great place to have meetings with constituents. And if there are groups in District 6 that need a place for a board meeting, contact the office and we're happy to let you use it. Gotcha. And also Twitter as well. I can reach out to you there. Oh, yeah. So, I, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's the <laughs> I uh, I really I enjoy the social medias. Mm -hmm. I do. I do enjoy the social medias. Um, I, I do quite a bit, mostly Facebook and Twitter. I tried to do Snapchat. I tried to do Instagram. I don't know. I think two is enough. That's all I can wrap my head around. Mm -hmm. um, but I am also not afraid to say what I think in those forums either. So. No, no. We've, we've, we're fans. We're watch. <laughs> well, good. Councilmember, thank you for your time and uh, look forward to working with you in 2019. And uh, as always, love to have you back on the show. Anytime, AJ. Thank you for listening to today's BG podcast. You can find this episode and prior recordings at www.binghamgp.com slash podcast and iTunes and Google Play. Subscribe to stay current on future posts.